Hello, and welcome to the Jen King Has No Life podcast, the show where I myself, Jen King, talks about the different movies, TV shows, and entertainment topics that are causing her to have no life. And I, I knew this day was going to come eventually when I would have to talk about one of the biggest films of all time, the film that concludes this epic story arc that Marvel has been producing. Say it with me, Heather. We're in the end game now. We're in the end, <laughs> end game now. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> so the day has finally come where we can now talk about Avengers Endgame. Been yep. Waiting a long, long time for this movie. This this movie has been how many years in the making? A decade more? Yeah. Well, I think once they started the MCU, they knew that they were going to do like the first Avengers movie in 2012. So this must have been on their radar even back then because yep. they did tease Thanos in that first Avengers movie. Yes. So they knew that they were going to have this be the conclusion. So yes. yeah, this is like ten years in the making. It's that's insane when you think about the magnitude of this. Um, and then I don't know if I can think of like another movie that has been so hyped. Like I'm th- like like Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. I yeah. think it's up. It's up like beyond that hype level. Yeah, just because the scope of it all. Exactly. Like the only other movies like I can think of maybe like The Dark Knight franchise there was mm-hmm. big hype for those movies as well but I just feel like social media has grown so much since like Lord of the Rings and yes. Dark Knight that now yes. we have social media hyping this up and you know we were talking about just before we started recording we'll talk about it now how to avoid spoilers in a time like this because you didn't get to see the movie till nope. yesterday and so that's about a week after it was released Yes. And just, like, how were you able to avoid spoilers it, for so long? It was a hard week. Um, <laughs> I, I did a complete social media shutdown. Uh, like, deleted the apps from my phone. Like, no, no Instagram, no Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest. I had to be very careful if I went on YouTube. I, like, hardly went on YouTube to watch anything. I just had to completely close my eyes and ears to all of that because I knew the spoilers would be out there. Mm-hmm. And and honestly, I, I understand and having finally seen it, all I want to do is talk about it. Exactly. So <laughs> like I I I think you're the, the the second person I'm able to talk to about it. And I'm literally just telling everybody, I know, can you please just go see this so we can talk about it? Mm-hmm. Because I'm going crazy here, well, not being able to say anything. When you messaged me last weekend being like, oh, I'll give you my thoughts, I just assumed that you were seeing it, like, you know, in a day or two. And then I messaged you to be like, oh, we should record about it and didn't hear from you for several days. So yeah. I was like, okay, she's probably avoiding all social media and I hopefully did. not just avoiding <laughs> It wasn't you. It wasn't you. It was all of it. Like, uh, <laughs> I saw that message and I went, oh, I left her hanging for a few days now. Um. Uh, it's okay, but I was in not the same situation as you, but somewhat similar situation where I was really worried about the movie getting spoiled because for me, I wasn't able to see it till Sunday evening, the opening weekend. And right. if my dad is listening, he is going to laugh that I am bringing up this story. But last weekend was my cousin's first communion, and our plan was to go see it 
after the first communion. <laughs> and I said to my dad a couple days before, Dad, I'm really scared to go to this first communion. And he's just like, why are you afraid to go to first communion? And I'm just like, what if we're sitting in the church and a kid in front of us spoils the moon? <laughs> I'm like, what if there's going to be some kid sitting in front of us who, like, drops a spoiler? Or, yeah. or I'm like, what if there's going to be some, you know, hip priest in his sermon who's going to be like, you know, hey, kids, Jesus rose so the Avengers could rise. And like, oh, my God. I'm like, everyone is, like, you know, in the know about this movie. And so then my dad was just, like, you know, like, you know, shaking his head like, oh, my God, I can't believe my daughter has thought up this in her head that this could be something that could happen like you know this is how intense she is about this movie that she's worried some kid's gonna drop a spoiler in a church that is a real concern (laughs) (laughs) really uh, a friend of mine uh, my, the friend who I saw it with yesterday has also been in this awkward situation because she commutes uh, into Toronto every day and she was afraid of just hearing about it in an elevator somewhere. It's a legitimate train. fear. It was a legit concern. And I understand some people don't really care if it gets too spoiled, mm-hmm. but but she she didn't want to hear anything about it. And neither did I. So it's it's hard to just kind of like put yourself in this little bubble and not go looking for answers <laughs> and actively avoid them because this is such a huge event movie that you want to experience it all for the first time right there. Exactly. Like, this is a movie that I wanted to go into completely spoiler-free. I don't really care about that too much with other movies, really, but this is a movie where you you can't go into it. Like, this story, as we said, has been 10 years in the making, and you don't want some person to accidentally spoil it for you by just bringing it up in conversation. Just blurt it out. Exactly. So... Yeah. I know. Like, other other comic book movies, yeah, I'm okay. You Mm -hmm. know? And and other comic book movies, you can almost predict how they're gonna go. Exactly. Like, as much as... Not as big a deal. Exactly. As much as I loved seeing Shazam a couple weeks ago, someone could have spoiled that for me before, and I would have been okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. For sure. And like, and there's so many other, like, there's so many other great comic book movies coming up this year alone. Um, and and you know, I don't want spoilers, but after getting through Endgame spoiler free I'm okay if something else gets spoiled for me like you exactly. can tell me <laughs> Detective Pikachu happen. yeah tell me what happens <laughs> in Detective Pikachu tell me what happens in Spider-Man like it's okay I'll get over that but Endgame I don't like, know what if there's some like huge huge thing in Detective Pikachu and like <laughs> what if like he's actually Deadpool <laughs> <laughs> I guess we will have to wait about a week we'll to find to out wait. if that is the case. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure it's no surprise in me saying this that Endgame is a huge phenomenon and the box office numbers oh are absolutely wild. So this, Easy. I believe, is the first um, first movie to get a billion dollars worldwide in their opening weekend. That's insane. Uh, yes, biggest weekend... Uh, ever opening globally, 1.2 billion, and um, as of I believe today, it has crossed now the 2 billion mark worldwide. That's that's insane. Right, I can't believe it. I can't, oh, and I can't. <laughs> these these numbers are like incomprehensible. Right, and uh, as of right now, um, the only film ahead of it right now is Avatar for being like the biggest uh, 
like gross for a movie worldwide. Okay. With 2.7 billion, and I would not be surprised if Avengers is going to pass that because I mean, oh, right yeah. now they're at 2 billion and the movie's only been out for like a week and a bit. A week. And yeah. people are still going to be seeing it as the month goes on. I mean, look at oh, me, yeah. I'm going to rewatch it later this week. So people yeah. are going to see it multiple times. Yeah. I'm not surprised if it's going to pass um, Avatar, and I know James Cameron will probably be quite angry <laughs> about that because he seems like the type that would be. Um, but you know, but you, can, you, know you what? can't compete with this kind of thing, James Cameron. Well, maybe Avatar 2 and its many sequels he has planned. I mean, well, yeah, and, and, and that's the thing. It's, I mean, for a standalone movie to, to pull in those kind of numbers is incredible. Mm-hmm. This is like the conclusion of a saga. Mm-hmm that has been going on for over 10 years and over 20 movies so yeah it's gonna get big numbers so i mean if 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 endgame beats your box office don't be upset exactly like (laughs) the marvel machine is is strong it's a big it's a big machine it is (laughs) um but i guess i should stay right off the bat that we will be talking about spoilers in this all podcast the all the spoilers will be dropped so if you haven't seen the movie go watch it and then you can listen to this yes um just pause it right here go see it come back in three hours <laughs> <laughs> um but i guess i'll ask you right off the bat because i've been asking a couple people who have seen endgame did the movie go the way you expected it to go partially um it took a detour in the middle i was not expecting that and then it came back sort of to where I thought we were going to end up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Uh, there, there, were, there were enough enough surprises along the way. Uh, but but ultimately, I, I thought, okay, something along these lines. Some things are going to definitely happen. Some deaths are going to happen. And, um, and I, w- I was not too far off, but, but I really liked what they did with a lot of things and uh and how how many people survived was uh, pleasantly surprising <laughs> I, I would agree and i would say i had the same reaction as you how it partially went the way i thought it was going to yeah for me certain characters conclusions were different than what i predicted it was kind of uh, opposite in who what happened to who it went right. a bit different than i thought it was going to be but i wasn't necessarily disappointed with that i was still yeah. still okay with it it's just i had kind of my own storyline going into it of okay I mean, this yeah. is going to happen and uh yeah we all have <laughs> our own like head cannon that's going on <laughs> Um, but what were your overall thoughts of the movie as well? I, I'm guessing they're pretty positive, but... Very positive overall. Um, and I think... And, and you know what? Like, it was, yes, three hours long. And yes, I had to go to the washroom somewhere in the middle. Um, that was inevitable. Inevitable. Um, yeah, I knew that going in. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm glad they took their time with it. I'm mm-hmm. glad they didn't try to wrap this up in, in two hours or two and a half hours. I'm glad they... they took the time with that three-hour film and just got everything out that they wanted to like it wasn't rushed it it tied up all the loose ends pretty nicely it gave a lot of conclusions and closure that I think we wanted for a long time um but that being said it wasn't slow like no not at all 
kept going at like, an even clip. Um, not so much that I thought, wow, that was only three hours. Like, no, I knew that was three hours, but it was a packed three hours. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I felt it had like really good pacing, covered so much territory. Um, so, I mean, yeah, you're going to probably have to you know, run to the washroom halfway through, but... I can tell you the exact point. I went to the bathroom. I was lucky. I went early on when Professor oh, Hulk, Professor Hulk was introducing himself. Yes. <laughs> Which I, I heard it was a bit of a funny scene, so when I rewatch it, I will get to see it yeah. again. But my mom was like, oh, you didn't miss anything, really. Yeah. Yeah, same. I, I, sorry, I, I asked... sorry, Mark Ruffalo. Um, I'm I, sorry, I still Mark think Ruffalo, Professor but... Hulk is important. Just it seemed like the best place <laughs> to go to the bathroom. You know what? You gotta pick your moment to go. <laughs> well, I saw this tweet a couple weeks before where Kevin Feige had said, "There's no good spot to use the bathroom during Endgame," and I was like, "Come on, come on, man! Like you can't, I I say, you can't say that." I think I saw that too, and it's like, ah, <laughs> oh, crap! <laughs> like, and, and and you know what? I, and you know what's interesting? Um, having watched like a lot of like old movies, uh, they used to have intermissions like mm. in the movie, and yeah. you're watching it on DVD, and it's this intermission comes out. Yeah, well, I, and. I thought, you know what? This would be a great movie to bring back the intermission. Oh, absolutely. I saw, um, was it last year, I guess? Oh, wow. Um, uh, 2001, A Space Odyssey at the TIFF Bell Lightbox. They were doing a uh, re-release of it, and it had an intermission halfway through it. And I was like, oh, what's this? What's going on? Intermission? But, like, it was a great idea because that (laughs) is a very long movie also. Uh And so, yeah, Endgame probably could have been a bit. Honestly, like... Seriously, just do like a little blackout in between scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, intermission, give us 15 minutes, come back, finish the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I would not complain. Uh, yeah, intermission would have been pretty nice. However, I do it think would. it was a fast-moving three hours. It was. And uh, I guess... <laughs> I'm going to get into now spoiler talk. Actually, it's going to start happening. But I want to know what your thoughts were because I felt this way the first half hour into it when Thor kills Thanos and the scene just cuts to black. And I was like, okay, well, obviously obviously something's going to happen now for the next two and a half hours. But, like, where is this going to go now that he, like, he went for the head now. Like, he knew what to do. But then Thanos dies and I'm like, okay, well, where, where do we... Where do we go from here? Like, in, in that blackout <laughs> moment, um, my friend whispered, "So the movie's over." <laughs> so they were so they were lying to us when they said it was a three-hour runtime. It was Just actually kidding. only half an hour. Okay, cool. Just kidding, you guys. Um, yeah, that was, and and of course, I feel like at this point in in my movie-going life, I don't trust films when they end tidily like that. Right. Um, <laughs> Like, okay, so we have this scene where um, everybody gets together, goes off, finds where Thanos is hanging out, sneak up on him, and of course, because he's weakened from uh, from the gauntlet and everything, uh, but they just go for the head, and he's dead. And I'm just sitting there in the dark going, well, it can't be that easy. Right? <laughs> There has to be more to it. (laughs) Nothing in film is ever simple. Exactly. Um, So, okay, what's the twist going to be? And and as they carried out their new plan uh, throughout, which I'm sure we'll get into quite in detail, uh, (laughs) I 
thought, okay, well, this plan is too simple. This plan, it, it can't be this simple. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. No, it wasn't. So <laughs> that's the thing. It's like nothing in film is simple. It's like, no, no, here's the plan. It's not going to work. Um, here's, here's all the issues you're going to have. Uh, but that's what makes it a good movie. That's what keeps mm-hmm. you whispering, oh, shit, in the theater when, <laughs> um, when new issues come up. Yeah. Uh, so, speaking of, you said, uh, what's their plan? Uh, so, after that first half hour when Thanos is killed by Thor, and the screen cuts to black, it then introduces the real, I guess, um, main theme of the movie that you can change time if, yes. if you have the ability to. So if you have the technology. If you have the technology, if you have a bunch of smart people like Tony Stark and uh, Bruce Banner at your disposal, you can change time. And there was also a time jump as well. Because once the screen cut to black, they went forward five years. Yes. And kind of showed how the Earth's kind of come, become like a bit post-apocalyptic, almost kind of. It's just, it, there's way less people. Yes. Because uh, half the population has been erased, and so things aren't as busy. Like, there was that very harrowing scene of they showed kind of like around the Statue of Liberty, and it was very, uh-huh. very dark and everything. And, uh, yeah, so there's been a bit of a time jump, and in those five years the remaining Avengers have had to kind of, like, move on and figure out how to go on living their lives, but also doing what they do and, you know, saving the planet. And, uh, yeah, and then um, I found it very interesting how Tony was done being an Avenger. He was just like, yeah, I'm He was 100% I'm out. done. Yeah. I mean, I can't blame him at all. Um, especially because, I mean, okay, so I love Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. Um, ever since ever since the first Iron Man, yeah. all those years ago, <laughs> like eleven years ago, um, and he's been through a lot in with, with this franchise. Like mm-hmm. uh, after the first Avengers, he had like some serious PTSD. Like exactly. he has not gone through this cleanly, and he's had to deal with it, and it hasn't been good for him. So um, yeah, I mean, we open with him and Nebula stuck in space. And, uh, and which, in my in this scene, my prediction was correct. I had told a bunch of my friends before <laughs> that Captain Marvel was going to be the one who came and rescued them. Because uh, I, mean, I was like, she's going to be just zooming through space. Zooming through space. She's going to okay. be like, oh, hey, do you need to be rescued? Like, <laughs> You're from Earth. Let me give you a, let me give you a tow home. Mm-hmm. I thought it was, that was really interesting because um, if you haven't seen Captain Marvel, then you don't get to see that post credit scene where she meets the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, and by answering her page, mm-hmm. and uh, like they just kind of like skip over her getting to know them, and yeah. we're just gonna <laughs> fast forward right to okay, yeah, she knows what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Tony Stark home. So they I guess already know, they've already know who she is. Yeah, so I guess that um, post credit scene from Captain Marvel would that have happened like right after the snap? Yeah, I guess because they've got. They must have, like, discovered the pager. Yeah, and right? and then Tony Stark getting rescued was also kind of post-snap as... That would have been after as, as well. the so pager I, scene, I think. Yeah, so I guess yeah. maybe, maybe they said to her, like, Hey, our, our friend's lost. Can you maybe go yeah, find him? maybe go look for him. <laughs> um, and, and she does, and she finds him, and they... Uh, bring him home and oh thank god Pepper survived right <laughs> oh. oh god um, so yes yeah, so Tony and yeah, Pepper 
yeah, Tony and Pepper love the reunion. I've, you know, loved loved the two of them <laughs> since mm-hmm. the first movie. So <laughs> I ship that. Um, <laughs> um, but no, he's. I mean, he's like he's he's sick. He's been stuck in space, and he's he's done. He's like, you know what? No, I'm through. I'm finished. Um, this this is it. And honestly, he. I can't blame him. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, so, yeah, he's gone his separate way. Everybody else has kind of sort of gone on with their lives. Uh, Clint, with the opening scene. That was so sad. Oh, God. That was brutal. And it's funny because, like, when you saw that shot of him with his daughter in the trailer, mm-hmm. you kind of knew. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you kind of knew that, like, they're going to get dusted. They're going to. And disappear. It, and it was nice to see the movie open with Clint because I feel like yes. he's always been a character that's been forgotten about in the MCU. I and I saw this, I, I saw a tweet um, recently that said, like, why has Clint been in the MCU less than Stellan Skarsgård's character, the, like, what's his name, Dr. Selvig? Yes. Why has he been in more movies than Clint who's a member of the Avengers? I'm like, I know. that's a good question. This is a good question. <laughs> and, I, and he's a good character. Like, <laughs> um, and as, and especially if you're a fan of like him and the comic books are amazing. Um, so yeah, he, he doesn't get a lot of recognition <laughs> in these movies. So it was nice to have it open with him. And and uh, you you kind of really get a better understanding of because I remember in Age of Ultron, people were going, "Wait a minute, he's got a family." Wait, where did this come what? from? All of a sudden, I thought him and Natasha were like secretly in love, and come now he on. has like a wife, and Natasha's just like their their godmother. Like, come on, what's going on? <laughs> but now you see, okay, here's why we had to give him a family because mm-hmm. we had to, you know, get him to that to that spot in his life where uh, he's a badass vigilante with a with a mohawk and a sleeve of tattoos um you know <laughs> everyone deals in their own way that's exactly that's what he did exactly um yeah so it was interesting picking up five years and just okay what have we been doing um so hawkeye's off you know I guess getting justice, getting justice, and I guess like <laughs> getting rid of people who he, I guess, thought shouldn't have survived the snap. Like yeah. I guess maybe that's his he, logic is like you didn't deserve to survive the snap, so now yeah, I'm like, gonna get rid of you. Whoa, he's basically that is dark. taking down. Yeah, <laughs> he's basically just taking down some bad people yeah. all over the world and really not caring anymore. Which <laughs> you can see why where where he got to be in that spot. Um, <laughs> Uh, I really like uh, visiting New Asgard and seeing how Thor dealt with things, which was interesting. Yeah, that was a bit unexpected, the way Thor's (laughs) character changed. (laughs) However, I literally screamed in the theater when they showed Korg and Meek with him. Oh my god, yes in his house I was yes. like oh my god thank god they brought back these two yes. and the thing is my dad had actually almost spoiled that to me before we watched it because he went on IMDB a couple days before just on Endgame's page and I guess he was going through the cast list and he goes oh Jen you won't believe who's on the cast list for Endgame do you want to know and I was like obviously not 
no. it's gonna be a spoiler and so then yeah. when that scene happened he leaned over and went that's what I was trying to tell you about the other day that um, Taika Waititi makes a cameo in the movie yes. and I was like oh my god so it was oh great my- having those two characters back yeah it was it was I'm so glad they survived and and came back and like you you need as much levity and and comedic relief as you can get um, in something like this and it was, it was great just seeing them hanging out with Thor playing video games and uh, great having Valkyrie back as well Valkyrie's back yes of course she had to survive exactly like, honestly um, but but Thor's new look um, <laughs> and uh, and I, I thought of it when I saw it and then and then Tony made the same comment that we were all thinking uh, Thor's gone Big Lebowski in this (laughs) wow Uh, yeah so they 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 managed to recruit Thor and then we get the uh, I guess not really introduction but we get shown a big plot device for the movie and also the character I guess I will call it that is now becoming a social media phenomenon the rat who freed Ant-Man from the van I guess have you been able to check social media for all the end game memes okay Heather I kid you not this rat is going viral online there are so many memes being like this rat saved the Avengers I wonder if Doctor Strange saw in the future that this rat was going to release (laughs) Ant-Man from the van so yeah people love this rat Oh, God. <laughs> and uh, so Scott gets released from the van that had that quantum time machine Finally inside of, of it. And for him, uh, only five hours had passed in there, Which, but five years I, in the real timeline. I was so worried for him because I'm going... Because, like, in once he's under house arrest, I mean, unlike Clint, he doesn't have a big farm. He's got a tiny house and he's going nuts just being under house arrest so how the hell would he survive <laughs> being in the quantum realm for five years but oh no it was five, five hours, hours. Oh, okay and you know okay paul he's rudd's fine. paul rudd's also lucky that he does not have to worry about aging because he never ages himself he like does he's not, not age <laughs> wow so he's even if it had have been five years he still would have looked great yeah so and it was it was interesting then to see because he's an outsider on all this so he's trying to find out hey what just happened um, he yells at that kid on the bicycle he's like kid what, what happened? happened and the kid just ignores him like, like dude it's been five years you should dude, know where you been where you been <laughs> I've been um, in the quantum room <laughs> so, so that was sort of like okay just in case you missed infinity wars um, Scott here <laughs> is on the same page as you also doesn't know what happened and uh, needs to be caught up uh, yeah, <laughs> but oh, I'm so happy that he was a part of this movie because he just gives you so much comedic relief, and he's just got such great comedic timing. He's amazing in this, so oh, I'm so glad we have him. <laughs> yeah, I could not stop laughing at the part where he shows up at the compound and he's just like, "Hey, you remember me, right? Remember it's me? I was Scott. really big, yeah. and I was really small." <laughs> You remember Ant-Man, right? Like, <laughs> so great. Oh man! <laughs> and then, they, and then he's the one who proposes their big uh, time heist. <laughs> I love it, time heist. A time heist. Why not? Um, but yeah, because 
they don't have the stones anymore. So if they had have had yep. the time stone, they could have used that to go back in time. But right. they don't have that, so they and need Thanos to. And Thanos destroyed them. And so Thanos destroyed the stones, them. so they need so to how think can of we bring everyone back. Yeah. yeah, they need to think of another way. And then thanks to Scott, he tells them that they can use the quantum realm to go back in time, and they can also use the Pym particles as well yes. to assist them on their their journey as well. And so then that kickstarts um, the next part of the movie, which I absolutely loved, even though it is a trope that has been used a lot of times in other movies. I loved the fact that they decided to go back in time to the previous movies. Honestly, I love that trope, too. (laughs) I don't even care if it's cliche. There are certain movie tropes that I am here for time and time again, and that's one of them. And the, the, the best part of it, though, was how much... How, how they were making fun of time travel. Yeah. They're just listing all those <laughs> time travel movies. Hot tub time machine. <laughs> Hot tub time machine. No, it's not real. Can't do it. Wait, so you mean Back to the Future was all a lie? Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> that was so great. Like, we're just gonna. We're just gonna come at all of these time travel movies and tell you how it doesn't work um, until we get Tony Stark on board. And, uh, okay, yeah, now it'll work. Yeah, so uh, they're, they're good because Tony decides he's going to come back. Yeah. He, he realizes that even though he, him and Pepper now have a daughter who she's so cute. So cute. She's so adorable. <laughs> I uh, got it. <laughs> but he decides that, I guess, he wants to have a better world for her. And if it means yeah. that he has to go on this dangerous journey, he'll, he'll do it for, for her. Yeah. And so they they decide then that they're going to go back in time and find the places where the infinity stones were so they can get them. And and they're smart. They figure out where they were at those times in their life and so um and times in the previous movies and times in the previous <laughs> movies and so they figure out oh okay so and they're like first avengers movie the time stone was there because doctor strange was nearby us and the mind stone was there because it was in the scepter and the space stone was also there because it was in the tesseract okay so if we yes. go back to 2012 avengers yep. we should be able to get those ones <laughs> if we go back to thor the dark world which i was like oh god the last movie i really wanted them to revisit but okay sure go for it um we'll get the reality stone and then if they go to Vor- vormir they'll yep. get the soul stone and then if they go to um first guardians first guardians they'll get the power stone from that planet yep. uh peter quill found it on yep and so then they decide to split up into their separate teams and yeah. go back in time to the past movies. And, oh my goodness, I absolutely loved how they went back to that first Avengers movie. Oh, that was so fun. And just all the jokes that came out of that scene. Oh my god. Including my favorite part of the movie that I have not been able to stop telling people about who have seen it, about how... Ant-Man reveals himself to be as big a Captain America fan as me and inform the entire world that, yes, Cap does have America's ass. Oh, my God. That was the best. That was the best. Because so the, the problem with all this is they're going back in time and having to avoid their past selves. Their past selves. We can't mess with the plot of those previous movies. So. Exactly. They're worried, okay, if we run into our past selves, our past selves going to be like, what's going what's on? Happening? Like, oh my God, can't comprehend. So, of course, Cap runs into Cap. Cap. And, and, and of course. And of course, Cap thinks. It's Loki. Oh, Loki's disguised Loki. himself as oh. me. 
Yeah, okay, sure, Loki, you're from the future, right? <laughs> um, and they fight each other, which was amazing, because, like, how can you fight yourself? Like, right? Wait. And especially how <laughs> past Cap is like, I can do this all day, and present Cap's like, yeah, I know. Like, I, I know. <laughs> like, it was so great, because it, it was such a great moment of just, like, making fun of themselves. Exactly. It was, it was so fun. Um, and then, yeah, he knocks him, he knocks past him, Steve knocks past him unconscious and he's just staring at himself on the ground and goes that really is a pair of ass oh that was like the biggest laugh you have to acknowledge it like I mean (laughs) yeah (laughs) but it was just it was just so great how like wow he's really developed a a sense of humor exactly and I'm I'm glad they did that because even though Cap Mm -hmm. has always been my favorite character I have always heard people say like oh he's not cool like he's (laughs) he's such a like old school character and so it was nice for him to kind of like develop a bit of a sense of humor yes um in this in this movie look who he's been hanging out with Uh, (laughs) he's he's developed yeah a a different sense of humor and he swears a lot more now yeah not that like I don't understand why people thought oh Captain America wouldn't swear I'm like he's from World War Two. he grew right. up in Brooklyn right. um you really think he didn't have a potty mouth back then uh, but maybe like it's his image that mm-hmm. he's trying to uphold his, his his pristine image so but, but now he doesn't care anymore he's like he's swearing like, left right and center it's great that is America's ass he's like, like I don't even yes, care it is and uh also uh, another <laughs> Another great aspect of that scene is we got cameos galore um, because we got that guy, what's his name from Captain America Winter Soldier, the Cross, Crossbones or whatever, what's his name? Cross? Oh, um, Red Skull. Uh, the guy, he was in Civil War, who, like, at the beginning oh, of the movie, what's his guy. name? Like, Cross something. And anyways. Um, I can't remember, but I know he, exactly who you're talking yeah, about. In, so, Winter Sol- in Winter Soldier, he's the one who heads the team. Yeah. Who you think he's on Cap's side, then you find out they're all Hydra. He's, exactly. He's so, that guy, and then he's at the beginning of Civil War. Yes. And so, great scene in Endgame, how he gets into the elevator, and you think it's going to go like Winter Soldier, where oh, he's no. going to have to beat them all up to get the scepter. But exactly. then Cap knows now, okay, these guys are all Hydra. I can, yeah. you know, trick them. And so then he whispers, Hail Hydra to one of the guys and they're like oh yeah here you go here's a scepter yeah you're you're one of us and then we also have a Robert Redford cameo as well I thought this guy retired from acting apparently not no once you're in Marvel you never leave Uh, (laughs) no everybody was there everyone was there and uh, and we got to see uh, we got to see Thor and Tony escorting Loki uh, who's handcuffed at the end of Avengers uh, out while they try to get the Tesseract. Um, uh, one thing I wish we'd gotten more of was more Loki. Uh, yep. I totally agree. I was sitting there being like, there's not enough Loki in this scene. There's not enough Loki in this movie. H- Hiddleston, you need to talk to your agent. How did they not get you more lines in this movie? Like, <laughs> they had you gagged for this entire scene. I know. <laughs> but... Speaking of Loki, though, we'll just sidetrack for a second. Oh, yes. What is going on now? Because in this scene, they were trying to get the the space the stone tesser- and the tesseract, the tesseract yeah. and unfortunately, um, Hulk had to go and ruin it because um, 
when they were taking the elevator down with Loki to escort him out, they were like, Hulk, you know, man, like, you can't get in the elevator. Like, that's a weight restriction. Take the stairs. And then, unfortunately, once the elevator gets to the bottom, Hulk is really pissed about having to take the stairs. I wouldn't blame him. That looks like a really tall building. And so he goes, Hulk, stairs, and just, like, punches um, whoever's holding the, the Tesseract. Uh, it was Tony. It was, Tony. It was, it was, it was present, present Tony. Tony, right? Because he's just some. Um, yeah. And he's like, all right, we're good to go. And, and then, then Hulk past, punches. <laughs> past Hulk smashes, and and they lose the tesseract. And then and it it lands like right in front of Loki, who is like, oh well, this is convenient. Yeah. Picks it up and disappears. It disappears. So my question now is: Has a new Loki been created in like an alternate timeline? Well. Apparently, he's getting his own show. Yes. So, that does explain the whole question of, well, Loki couldn't have died at the beginning of Infinity Wars. He's getting his own show. So, everyone thought, oh, he must have faked his death or something. But But I think what it is is that that present timeline, Loki did die. But now this alternate one has split off in a different universe. Yeah. It's it's going to be interesting. They opened up a lot of little windows for people's spinoffs yeah. uh, and, and whatnot. And that goes to show you that they must... Because they filmed Infinity War and Endgame back-to-back, I believe. Yes. So that would have yes. been back in, like, 2017, I think, and, like, you know, early 2018. So that goes to show you that they were thinking about this Loki TV show even back then. Oh, yeah. So they were, you know, thinking, like, okay, if we're to do this with this character, this opens up the possibility for us to do some type of future project with him. And so that scene just raised so many questions for me because I was like, all right, how are they going to go forward with this character? And then this also kind of insinuates that if we get a Loki TV show, it's going to be more of his character in that mindset than how he was maybe in, like, Thor, Thor... Thor Ragnarok because he yeah. he changed he changed quite a bit in Thor Ragnarok. I mean, he, he was, really did. I mean, he was still his like mischievous self, but he was a bit more like you know, I want to be a good person. And... Yes, he wasn't he wasn't nearly as as villainous. <laughs> yeah, by the time Ragnarok <laughs> rolled around, uh, so yeah, that'll be really interesting. Yeah, so maybe the, sh- they do with that. the show is going to have him more as that, like, 2012-ish character. Even though yeah. I had read an article where the Russo brothers had said that, like, in the 2012 Avengers movie that Loki was, like, under a spell from Thanos yeah. or something, or he was, like, brainwashed or something yeah, wild which, like that. Which, which totally makes sense. And, yeah. and the Scepter would have influenced him, too, is, is part of that theory that the Scepter was influencing him and he was being controlled by Thanos. Um and when he comes through the portal at the beginning of that Avengers movie, mm. like he looks like he's been through hell. So yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he did fall through space at the, end of, yeah. at the end of Thor. So, but like he he looks like he's been tortured, and like the way yeah. he like behaves. So like looking back at it now makes perfect sense that he was really not acting of his own accord through mm-hmm. a lot of that, which makes which which really does lend to you know, how he was able to come back and become that character in Ragnarok Mm -hmm. um, because he didn't go fully villainous in the first place. Like, Mm -hmm. he he was there, but not on the same level. 
that that is very true. And then also in the next segment, um, once they leave from the 2012 Avengers, they then go into Thor: The Dark World, and we get another Loki cameo where Thor is running past him in his like, <laughs> well, he's his while well, he's in yeah. his cell, uh, <laughs> so they can go get the Reality Stone. And yes. we get, which what I thought was great, a cameo from Rene Russo as yes. Thor's Thor's mom. Uh, oh my God, Frigga! Frigga, that's it. I was like, I know Rene Russo's playing her, but what was her yeah. character name? And I thought that was great, considering one of the complaints I had heard in the franchise, especially for the Thor franchise, was that she didn't really get a lot of screen time and a lot of lines, and so it was yeah. nice to see that instead of you know having Odin talk to Thor in that scene, they decided to go with his mother instead. Yeah, and I think that was really important for for that character. Well, especially um, because Thor never got closure really from his mother because you know. Odin kind of sat him down at Ragnarok and said, you know. You have to go forward and do this. So he kind of got closure then, but with his mom, he yeah. didn't. That elf no, just didn't. stabbed her, and then like he never got to uh, he never got to really yeah. have closure with her. So it was nice to see and, that. Yeah, and because we saw how Loki reacted to it, he got to you know have his moment mm-hmm. uh, with like rage and everything with it. But Thor never really did uh, to the same extent. So. It was nice that he had that moment to ha- like actually just talk to her, mm-hmm. and uh, that was that was really nice. I'm glad they got to do that. Yeah, and I just love um, how she was so normal about it too. She was just like, "Oh, I know you're from the future. I'm a witch. Like, you know, this is I mean, this is not confusing." I know. She's like, <laughs> "Of course, I know what's going on." Yeah. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, she's like, "Yeah, you know, you look, you yeah, look, you look different. So yeah, you you must be from a future." Uh, future time <laughs> yeah she got it she got it yeah yeah um uh, and then meanwhile uh speaking of like uh you know parent child uh reunions um because they lose the tesseract because loki steals it yeah in the first avengers uh uh time heist they have to go back even further yep <laughs> to uh to, to get the tesseract back and, and pick up more pin particles uh, on the way so they have more for their return trip. Mm-hmm. Um, so they go back to the 1970s, S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, Which was teased in Winter Soldier, that base. And that yes. was also from Captain America First Avenger, right? I think that's where he did yeah. his, his like training. Yeah, so so they, they revisit that, which was really great. And, um, and so Steve has to go get more pin particles, and uh, Tony gets the Tesseract and mm-hmm. runs into his dad. <laughs> Which, again, a great cameo and also a great chance to provide a character with closure from their parent because yes. I'm sure you've picked up on this. There's a lot of parental issues for the characters in the MCU. They all have they all have mommy and daddy issues <laughs> that they haven't really they haven't really worked out. So again, now Tony got to work out the issues kind of that he had with his dad. Yeah. And even though in this scene, unlike with Thor, his dad doesn't know who he is. He doesn't know who he is. Um, he introduces himself as uh, Howard Potts. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, hey, my name's Howard too. Cool. Oh, hey, yeah. I panicked. <laughs> um, yeah, that was so nice. And because, uh, and they've, they've discussed Tony's relationship with Howard a lot. And mm-hmm. and we've seen, we've seen young Howard in First Avenger and mm-hmm. in the Captain, or not in the Captain, um, and in uh, Agent, Agent Carter. Mm-hmm. TV series, and then we've seen John. Uh, oh, John, John Sl- Slattery. Uh, Slattery. I just call him. I just call him Roger Sterling all the time because yep. that was such an iconic role on Mad Men. So <laughs> that's who he is. Um, yeah, and, and but we've 
we've seen him in previous uh, Iron Man movies, and we know what their relationship was like. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it was nice for Tony to have like a nice moment with his dad. Mm-hmm. Um, I re- I really liked that. I'm glad that they did that. Exactly, and I think it was important for Tony because I feel like he always had this feeling in his life that he was a disappointment to his father, mm-hmm. and that his father maybe never even wanted to have a kid yeah. in the first place. And then in that scene, for him to hear his dad say, "You know, I'm scared, but I can't wait to meet my future." Did he say that it was going to be a son in that scene? I can't remember, or did he just say, "I can't wait uh, to meet my future child"? I can't remember. Well, because Tony said he has a girl, and and, right. and Howard Howard said, "Oh, girl, that that would be good." He's right. like, I don't know what to do with a boy. What if he ends up just like me? Oh, okay, like, right. So he was, he was afraid. Know. He was afraid of being a bad influence if he had a son, mm-hmm. um, which was interesting. But but he was he was so excited and scared, mm-hmm. and it was it was really nice for for us and for Tony to see that that like Tony, you were always wanted by your your dad. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was it was a really nice scene, and I'm I'm glad yeah. that they decided to include that in the movie. And then also in that scene, when Cap goes to steal the pin particles, we get a de-aged Michael Douglas using that like technology that they used on Nick Fury and Captain Marvel. My mom literally went like, "Holy crap!" When like they showed Michael Douglas, she's like, "He looks so young." <laughs> And then when Cap gets the pin particles, he also hears in the next room uh, a certain agent talking, and Peggy. it's Peggy. And so uh, he kind of like looks through the window, which I was like, okay, not creepy at all. But just spying, <laughs> just on, spying on, on my my uh, past girlfriend who thinks you're dead. Who thinks you're dead. <laughs> totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> so he uh, sees Peggy. Mm-hmm. in that scene as as well and uh but then he has to get out of there so that they can yeah. continue on with the mission so they kind of teased in that scene what was maybe going to happen <laughs> and uh, and yeah. then um also back to the Thor the Dark World scene we also got a little cameo from Natalie Portman as well but I did read that that was apparently unused footage from Thor the Dark World ah! that they used for that scene um, because I guess people were like, oh, wow, Natalie said she was never going to come back for the franchise and then did this cameo, but I did hear that it was unused footage, but she did go to the premiere for Endgame, so that was that That's was good. nice to see that she she uh, showed up for that. Um, but yeah, they kind of featured her in that one scene. Um, Rocket then steals the, uh, the reality stone from her, and then yeah. we get our other flashback scene with uh, Nebula and Rhodey, and they go back to the first Guardians movie and see Cap. Peter dancing. And what's That's so great. funny is like that opening <laughs> scene of Guardians of the Galaxy is so classic because like it's such a great song and his dancing, and then so to great. see it from their perspective, I'm just like, oh wow, Peter, you're cool. Like, <laughs> that was so great. <laughs> yeah, because because it looks so cool when you it's know, like when the hear song the music, is so loud and he's dancing, and then to just see him like dancing silently, oh, really? like. <laughs> Yeah, really. He's just kind of this weirdo dancing along to his Walkman, and they're like hiding, watching him, going, yeah. an "Idiot!" Like, yeah. really? <laughs> oh, that was so funny. That was really great. 
And uh, so they managed to get the Power Stone in in that yes. scene. And then we have our final time heist to get the Soul oh. Stone. And this is where shit, is shit where, gets real. <laughs> this is where shit got real. Oh, man. So Clint and Natasha decide that they're going to go to Vormir to get the Soul Stone. And now thinking on this after seeing the movie, I was kind of like, Hey Nebula, could you have given them a heads up that like like, like it was going to get intense once they got to Vormir yeah. and that a sacrifice would have to be made because she knew because she was the one who said in Infinity War, you know, Thanos went and Gamora didn't come back, so like, like something hint, must hint, have guys. happened. Like it didn't. Um, this is what happened last time, so like one of you should've... maybe you should have brought something <laughs> with you that you love, but uh can can just can get rid of yeah <laughs> like you know bring like i don't know like a dvd of your favorite movie with you you know oh i love yeah, this i will I sac- this movie. i will sacrifice it, it. <laughs> uh so oh god uh so they end up on vormir and they encounter red skull and uh, and I think doesn't Natasha say in that scene that she finds out who her dad is? She it seemed like she didn't know who yes. her own father was, and he he uh, says, you know, your son of uh, son of Ivan. Ivan. And and then Clint's like, well, how 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 do we know this guy's for real? And she's like, he knew my father's name. I didn't. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, he's for real. Okay, yeah. then. Um, yeah, and then. You know, we get that replay of, okay, to get the soul stone, you have to sacrifice something you love. And so it, it was interesting how that scene played out because they both are like, well, there's only one option. Yes, there is. And, yeah. And then, and then but, they, there's a pause and they're like, wait, are we talking about the same thing? Yeah. <laughs> And, okay, we're going to have a fight then to decide who's going to be the one to sacrifice, sacrifice themselves. And, of course, like, from those two, like, you know, two, uh, two assassins, of course they're going to, like, fight with each other of who's going to be, like, who's no, gonna be the I'm one. I'm going to sacrifice. No, I'm going to sacrifice. Like, no. Yeah. Um, and it was interesting because uh, they're both, like, fighting to who can jump off the ledge first. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, you get to the point where you think it's going to be Clint for a minute. Yeah. Um, and then at the last second, Natasha swings in and uh, and nope. uh, let's let's go. But I did have a feeling that that was going to happen because luckily I watched the first Avengers movie a week before I went to see Endgame uh-huh. when I was home for Easter, and instantly when. Um, R.I.P. Natasha, when she does die in that scene where she does jump off the cliff on Vormir, I instantly thought back to that scene in the first Avengers where she goes to confront Loki and she says, look, I have a lot of red in my ledger that I have to wipe clean. And so I was like, okay, for her, this is her chance to finally atone for her past past deeds, is if she sacrifices herself now, this will bring her closure for what she's done in in her past. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely, and 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 you can totally see Clint wanting to do it too, mm-hmm. but you know, from her point of view, she's going like, no, she's she wants to wipe out all that red in her ledger, mm-hmm. and so that's why she's so set on doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, still ripped my heart out, right? <laughs> oh, geez, and then when they and then they all they all come back, and and right be- and when you remember right before they all disappeared to go do their time heist yeah time heist she goes see you in a minute exactly she's the one who jokes about it and they're like where's nat and and clint just looks so broken and it was just oh god 
rip my heart out thanks um, yeah I know it was uh, it was a it was a tough a really tough scene to watch that was a really hard one um the, the nice thing is we do get a Black Widow movie mm-hmm. which is is definitely going to be a prequel now mm-hmm. <laughs> um which will be really really fun to see that mm-hmm. she you know her her character is out of the timeline but but Scarlett Johansson will return mm-hmm so that that's good at least so then once they come back and they have all the stones they then decide that now they can use them however <coughs> since you easy. since you saw it last night you can now refresh my memory cuz now even I'm starting to blank so. when they're back on that planet where um Peter Quill is is that when yes. past Thanos finds out, hey, what's going on? Like, yes. why is my d- daughter... Cause, what is going on? Yeah. Because because it would be so simple if... They just get the stones, come back, stones, and they're like, well, we did it! Snap, we're all good, yeah. excellent, everyone go home. But no, it's never that simple. Um, and this is why, like, the movie did so well for me, is just putting that little wrinkle in it, just, you know, deviating from what you're going to expect to have happen but no no it's not that simple (laughs) so meanwhile um Rhodey and Nebula are getting the power stone um from under Peter Quill's nose Mm -hmm. um meanwhile Thanos is doing diagnostics on that time period's Nebula so first guardians of the galaxy Nebula yeah and they're going hang on there's something wrong with her memory files yeah there's another Nebula that's not right. Yeah. And that, because there's another nebula in that time period, so I guess they'd share, like, memory banks or something. Yeah. So... You know, AI that, stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know, robot stuff. Robot stuff. <laughs> so, like, yeah, so, so they go and they... So that's what tips them off. Oh, there's another nebula here from the future. He's trying to stop my plan, and he kind of figures, okay, I exactly. must have succeeded. I must have succeeded. If she's Why would they trying stop to... Me? if she's trying to um, go back and fix this. So that's what tips them off, and um, that prompts them to pick up current Nebula Mm -hmm. and uh, replace current Nebula with... With with past Nebula, who is angry Nebula. (laughs) Angry Nebula. There we go. Angry (laughs) Nebula. So they, they they take new Nebula out of the game, and they send... Angry Nebula back to the Avengers, mm-hmm. um, and then she can help past Thanos mm-hmm. get through to their time period, yeah, which is our current day, yeah, and and so they do that, and so uh, she brings yeah. <laughs> his brings his ship through then, yes, with the the time machine thing that they built, yes, and then. So she- Brings them through, and then meanwhile, the Avengers have all the stones. And then a big crash <laughs> happens. Well, first they get. Well, first they succeed, though. We can't forget. First they actually do the thing. <laughs> right, because Hulk puts on the glove, right? Yeah. yeah. So to- Tony built his own Infinity Gauntlet, which is yeah. you know so much cooler than Thanos's gauntlet. <laughs> um, and they they put the stones in, and they are arguing you know, who's going to wear it. And they very importantly state, well, snapping almost killed Thanos. Mm -hmm. 
clearly only the Hulk can do it because he's the only one like strong, strong enough. enough to do it. Yeah. So Hulk snaps um, to bring everybody back, and yes. Hawkeye, Hawkeye's phone rings, and it's his wife. Right. Yes. So we're going. Oh, it worked. Yes, it worked. And then oh have that nice moment and then oh just kidding oh Pat Thanos JK is here. Pat Thanos is here to <laughs> to uh to blow everything to up blow everything up <laughs> like oh okay yes I, I okay now I remember yeah <laughs> that they they bring everyone back but then Pat Thanos is like huh I'm gonna stop Hi. this and then when Pat Thanos shows up he's just like Oh no! Forget about just wiping out half of humanity. I'm gonna yeah. wipe out everything because clearly yes. you guys, you know, need to be taught a lesson. So I'm just gonna get rid of everything and build a new universe. Basically, basically. Um, so, so basically, by by doing this whole venture, yeah, we succeeded. But now he's back, and we've just upped the ante. He's now to... really pissed. <laughs> okay, now it's just not just half the universe we're fighting for again. It's... Yeah. Everything. Okay, so now we seriously have to defeat him, guys. <laughs> oh man, that was uh, yeah, that was that was one of those oh shit moments in the theater where he's just whispering. Oh, <laughs> we were so close. We were so close, and now we're back where we started. So now that the past Thanos is there, um, they they realize that. Okay, we got to get rid of this guy once and and for all. For all, guys. And uh, so the um, Nebula, though. Yes. From the future, like the present Nebula. New Nebula and old Gamora Gamora, are on Thanos' ship above all of this. And they're they're talking, and and New Nebula basically says to Gamora, like, look, here's what is gonna happen. Um, in the future, we're sisters now, and we gotta take him down. Mm-hmm. And so old Gamora's on board with this. Yeah. And they go and take down angry angry Nebula. And then <sighs> present Nebula kills her. And in that moment, I was just like, wait, isn't this gonna be like a paradox? Is Like, isn't, like, you know, present Nebula then going to, like, disappear? Because that's the thing. And I know they talked about the past time travel movies in the beginning of the movie being, like, garbage. But, like, that has been the whole thing always with time travel movies is you don't kill your past self because then that means you will have not existed in the present. Yeah. You know, the whole, like, I guess it's like the grandfather paradox where if you were to go back in time and kill your grandfather, you would never exist because he was not there to... You never killed, but then if, if you never existed, you wouldn't have been able to kill him. Exactly, paradox. It's a paradox <laughs> like, I don't think we really we really can't get into ask. I have so many questions about the time travel thing. And right. It's like I don't think we can really get into them because there's too many questions about time there's travel. There's too many in this questions movie. about time travel. It's like you know what, just. Just don't ask questions. Yeah, just, it, it just it makes sense. You know, it's uh just go with it. <laughs> <laughs> really don't ask questions. Um, yeah, it's fine. It's totally fine. Um, so meanwhile, outside, um, you've got Thanos who's issued his new ultimatum and mm-hmm. and you've got you've got Thor and and uh, Cap and Iron Man all mm-hmm. suited up. I like yep. I like how Thor's beard gets braided when he suits up now. Um, that was cool. Clean it up a bit. 
That's a good look. Yeah. And so <laughs> they decide to take on Thanos, and then we get possibly one of the best moments in this entire okay. franchise. So we have to go back. <laughs> we have to go back a bit. So by the way, speaking of creating paradoxes, when Thor was back in Dark World mm-hmm. territory, he called his hammer. Right. He called Mjolnir back. And he and he's like, ha, got it. Because he lost it yeah. in Ragnarok. And it's a you know very precious hammer. So he, he's like, ha, I got it. Okay. And then he takes it with him back to the present. And yeah. I'm like, well, hang on. How can you do that? Yeah, what do you need two hammers for? <laughs> Some, well, but then that hammer, does it never get destroyed by Hela? Like, so I guess like... Exist? I have so many questions. Alternate, alternate timeline. <laughs> Don't ask questions. Don't ask questions. Uh, <laughs> anyways, so he's got... So now Thor has Stormbreaker and he has Mjolnir. Um, and during the fight, uh, Thanos knocks the hammer out of his hand. And he gets picked up. Do you want to say it? <laughs> gets picked up by Cap. And this is a huge payoff for fans of the MCU because they yes. teased this in Age of Ultron. Yes, because they when they had that scene where they're all trying to pick up the hammer and you can see Cap lightly moves it and then Thor goes, Oh crap. Oh, like what? what? He just <laughs> he just slightly moved it. So clearly then, he is maybe capable and worthy yeah. of it. But then he immediately stops trying. Yeah. He immediately stops trying and goes, oh, no, can't do it. And yeah. people, people have thought ever since then, mm, I bet you he could move it, but, but he, he chose just, not to. He chose not to because he knew that that was Thor's and that's so that's so in character for right. him, though, right? <laughs> I don't want to embarrass anyone or make anyone feel bad. Yeah, so, so I'll just say, I'll like, I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> um, but what was your theater like? Because my theater, when that scene happened, everyone was screaming, myself included. Oh, man. Well, okay, so to be fair, I did see it on a Saturday morning. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it probably a different vibe going on. Um, but... I like me and 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 the friend I went with the two of us going oh my god like just like whisper <laughs> screaming basically um and then and then so much fan service in that moment so much fan service because I and, guess this I've heard that this did happen in the the comics that there's been instances where Cap can wield uh Mjolnir. yeah because yeah, he's totally worthy oh, and of um, course and then but then for Thor to yell I knew <laughs> I know I was laughing so much and the thing is one of my so one of my friends after I had seen Endgame he messaged me a couple days later when he saw it and he's just like you know like Cap was able to wield the hammer I'm so confused why and I was like because he's pure of art like this is he's his character worthy. he is worthy he has always been you know the guy who wants to do the right thing so of course he would be worthy of, of doing that I just thought that was just so funny Thor's reaction. Like, yes, I knew it. I knew it. And so, I knew it, yes. And so, yeah, I feel like for Thor too in that moment, he probably went, okay, that night when he was trying to pull up the hammer, he was able to do it. He just didn't want to embarrass me. Like, yeah. thanks, yeah. man. But he, was, but he was just so happy for him. He was yeah. so proud. So proud. And then they're fighting and, um, like, using the weapons interchangeably. And then at one point... Um, Thor's got the hammer and Cap's got Stormbreaker and Thor's going, no, 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 give me that. Yeah. You take the little one. Yeah. <laughs> that was so great. Oh, my God. Um, that was such a great moment. Oh, man. Um, 
But, I mean, it, it, it's a hard battle, and uh, Thanos, of course, uh, doesn't do anything by himself. He, he wheels out his army. Yep. So all of those creepy creatures and uh, Squidward and the others from Infinity War, they're all back because they haven't died yet. Um, so he's, he wheels out the troops. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is when the that beautiful moment of hang on, we snapped all of the universe back. So like, hey, can we get some backup? Maybe can we get some backup? Um, yeah, and perfect timing. Perfect and then timing. Doctor Strange creates all these beautiful t- all, time circles. All the portals open. <laughs> the portals. And all the portals uh, open. in walks in all of our friends he who got in snapped. Black Panther and all of our friends from Wakanda, uh, like a whole, all the armies, um, and and the Guardians are back, and Spider-Man. And oh, Bucky and, and Sam. Bucky, Sam, everybody's back. Black, um, uh, Scarlet Witch is back. Uh, everyone, everyone's back um, who got snapped. And that moment when Spider-Man swings over to Tony and and oh my god and like just just Peter just he, he's he's I love Peter so much he's just like Mr. Stark Mr. Stark oh I was on this planet and it's okay because Dr. Strange is there and then he's like gotta get back and and Tony just like hugs him and, oh I know and he finally got like, that like oh real hug oh my god like my heart like I just like wanted to weep in the theater like no. I was just oh well, oh, Peter, Peter's just too precious for this he's world. So precious. <laughs> oh my god! But that was just such. Uh, that was like just the sweetest moment. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, my heart needed that. It really did. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, but no, to have everybody back. Yeah, oh. and then during that scene, once everyone comes back, we also have another arrival as well because then Captain Marvel swoops in to swoops in to, to help fight because, as well. Because the the battle starts and and they're fighting and obviously you, you've got oh and and Cap finally gets to say the line. Yeah, he finally gets to assemble the Avengers. He Avengers says, assemble. He finally says Avengers assemble, and they just. <laughs> Launch yeah, because in Age of Ultron, he tried to say it at the end, right? And then they cut and to they the cut credits. <laughs> so we finally, and it's and it's everybody too. Yeah, so <laughs> it's a fully full Avengers assemble. Um, and so they're fighting Thanos's armies, and then Thanos's ship is starts shooting at everybody. Mm-hmm. Until it starts shooting at a new target in the sky, and everyone's going, "What are they shooting at up there?" <laughs> and then Captain Marvel comes flying in yeah. and just flies through the ship, destroys Thanos' <laughs> ship. <laughs> and I was I was explaining, um, my dad was asking, so, you know, does Captain Marvel play a big part in this? I said, well, she's there at the beginning and the end, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and he goes, what do you mean? She's, she's not in the whole thing. And I said, no, no, no. Because honestly, if she were around for the whole thing, it'd be way too easy. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> 
no, no, no. She, she's got other planets to take care of. Exactly. It's and I, fine. I think they used her perfectly in this movie as well. Yeah. They had her at the beginning to kind of introduce her to the gang and have her kind yeah. of help them out um, yes. when they, they first tried to go after Thanos. And yes. then when, you know, things didn't work out there, she kind of went, okay, well, now I'm going to go off and help other people. I'll keep in touch Absolutely. with y'all over the next because, five years. Because, you know, like, okay... Earth has the remaining Avengers. Mm-hmm. Other planets don't have Avengers, so exactly. she's going to go off and, you know, bounce around and help other people. So mm-hmm. it's, it's totally fair, her reasons for not being around. Yeah. Um, but then for her to come come back in the clinch and just uh, and, take down Thanos' entire ship. And also <laughs> with an amazing new haircut as well. Yes. She has more of the hairstyle that she has in the comics of the very short yes. haircut. And she looked great. Yeah, yeah pulling it off. Um... Yeah, so, so she joins the fray as well, and, um, oh, there was that, um, like, one of, like, my, my favorite moments in that movie that just, you know, makes your heart leap, um, was when, uh, they've got their, they've got their gauntlet, and they're trying to play keep away, basically, from this, they're just, like, checking it at each other, everybody's. It's like a massive, massive game of football. Just like everyone tossing it. First Hawkeye's got it, and then I don't know, and then and then Spidey's got it, and he activates instant kill. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! Um, So everybody's got it, and then and then and then Captain Marvel gets it, and they've got to get it. uh, Where was it? They need to put the time stones back now, Mm -hmm. and they've still got. uh, They've still got Scott's original quantum machine in the back of that old van (laughs) so they're like well we could chuck like you know just chuck these stones across the field into the end zone (laughs) and 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 totally keep them away from Thanos and like that's okay that's the new play guys Mm -hmm. um and that but that moment when when Captain Marvel's got it and oh how are you gonna get across the battlefields you know and then Okoye steps up, and it's like that replay of that moment in Infinity Wars. She's not alone, and yeah. all the women of the MCU all rally, and they just they all just like plow through this battlefield together. That was just such a beautiful moment. Mm-hmm. Ah, loved it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, oh, I just loved it. So then after that happened. Um, Thanos does get the gauntlet back, though, doesn't he? He, does. he manages to get it back. He always, he always gets the damn thing back. Crafty one, he I is. I know, I know. But it's a righty glove this time. <laughs> and um, so he gets it back, and then this pretty back. much leads us to the, like, in the, the climb, final moment. The final big moment of yeah. the movie where he gets the gauntlet, and they think he's going to do it all over again. And, and, and then... And before he can, Captain Marvel sort of replays the scene we had with Captain America in trying to keep his fingers prized yeah. open. Yeah. And when he tries to like headbutt her, it doesn't work though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's Sorry. going, Oh not happening. Crap. Okay, <laughs> what? So he, he can only take her out by like he takes one of the stones out. Mm-hmm. Because they come out rather more easily in this one, which is kind of a, a plot point. Yeah. <laughs> and he takes the power stone out, and that's the only way he can he can knock her away. Um, and then and then we get that Thanos Tony showdown. 
And then in that moment when Thanos is about to snap his fingers, he then looks back and sees that his gauntlet is empty. Yeah! And then sees that Tony is actually in possession of all the Infinity Stones. And then... Yeah. Snap. Oh, man. That was crazy. Because it's, it's replaying that battle that they had on Titan. Mm-hmm. Um... And, and, and again, I was, like, so afraid. I'm like, please don't stab him again. Um, <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, in that scene, oh, Thanos doesn't know that they've had that battle because this no, is past doesn't. Thanos, but Tony knows now, Tony's like, okay, I am... to go back into this fight. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and Thanos, Thanos knocks him aside again, but mm-hmm. Tony designed that glove. Um, yeah. <laughs> he knows his own tech, so he's able to get the stones out of the glove Yeah. Um, with Thanos not noticing and... It's an empty snap. Yeah, and of course, says his his own suit glove, and says his signature, "I am Iron Man." Line. Yeah. Oh, that was so great. Loved that moment. But then that was such that was such a great lead up to like uh, you didn't like oh you didn't account for one thing, buddy. Yeah, I'm Iron Man. I'm Iron Man. Snap. (laughs) Oh yes. Oh. But of course, a happy moment like that can't stay happy for too long no so here's why it was good they brought up how snapping like almost killed Thanos Mm -hmm. um it hurt it hurt Hulk Mm -hmm. when he did it um so unfortunately Tony's only human Mm mhm so I I I did not like that scene no me neither I was I was rather broken up at that point yeah um (laughs) Uh, yeah, so he's he's terribly wounded, um, but he does get to say, he says goodbye to Peter, mm-hmm. and that was just, oh my god, my heart. Um, and, and Pepper's there, because there's kind of like a throwaway line near the beginning, mm-hmm. um, that he, he made her a suit and mm-hmm. everything, and, and she shows up on the battlefield and fights, which is awesome, mm-hmm. but she's, she's there, uh, with him in his those final moments, and I like um, how she she says to him like Tony, you can you can rest now, like you've yeah you've done your you've done your part, and I just thought yeah. that was really really heartbreaking. It was because like he's been trying to like save everyone like ever since like the first movie, and mm-hmm. like trying and and succeeding and trying and failing like in mm-hmm. Age of Ultron and. He's been working through a lot of that, and so he finally, he, he, he did it, like, period, okay. Exactly, it. and it's so heartbreaking as well, because he's gone on such a journey through these movies, because when yeah. you meet him in Iron Man 1, uh-huh. he's, you know, his self-proclaimed billion, <laughs> was it billionaire playboy philanthropist, yeah. and so, you know, he, and uh. building weapons and stuff like that, so he is, like, a very different person when we first uh-huh. meet him, he's very self-centered, and through this journey, he's learned to become, like, a more compassionate person, and yeah. to focus on others, and then, you know, for this scene to happen, and he's become a father, and now he cares so much about his family, yeah. but for him to give the ultimate sacrifice so he can protect his, his family and his friends. Yeah, was it was it was you know like the perfect conclusion to Tony's yeah. storyline to show that he truly, truly was able to change as as a person. Yeah, it's one 
one hell of a character arc. It is. I give the writers, um, I give the writers and uh, Robert Downey Jr. a oh huge, huge credit for how they've been able to take that character on his journey. Yeah, no, that, it, it's and it's been an incredible journey. And again, like 2008 <laughs> is when it all started. Mm-hmm. So, and 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 when you look back, like it it makes sense that it was him mm-hmm. who did that because you know that character started off you know the whole franchise like like captain america was the first avenger, avenger but, 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 but iron man kicked iron it all man, off iron man kicked it all off so it was really nice way to just tie up this whole saga and exactly. bring it back to him and when you even look at robert Downey jr himself like this was the role that really revitalized his career as well because oh, back when back yeah. when the mcu started he had gone through a lot of troubles and yeah. people didn't want to hire him for for movies and then the iron man gave him the chance to kind of reestablish himself and you oh, know yeah. and everyone had said from day one like this you know was the character he was born to play because this character of tony stark is pretty much like his personality as as well and um yeah so this character you know so it kind of goes to show you that like you know this is a fictional world but these actors have been given chances with these characters and uh it's it's changed their career in many ways as well to be a part of this franchise yeah it was it was really well done how they did that um yeah and i remember thinking like at the very beginning when you know he's stuck in this spaceship and mm-hmm. it everything looks bleak i'm going this is not no. how tony stark dies no, this is not the end for him this isn't it yeah 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 but it was it was very very emotional mm-hmm. it was you know? and then yeah. the emotions keep going because then oh. pretty much right after that happens um the movie pretty much Concludes with Tony's funeral. It does. And all the bad guys get dusted, Mm -hmm. and then uh, we move on to Tony's funeral, and Mm -hmm. everybody's there. Everyone's there, and the thing is, um, and we we can talk about it um, after we we wrap up the part of the movie, but this is a different occasion than what I thought was going to happen because for me going into Endgame because I had read an interview where I can't remember which actor it was but one of them said oh there's this big group scene at the end of Endgame all the actors are there and I was like oh it's going to be Tony and Pepper's wedding like the movie's going to end <laughs> with oh. with their wedding and that's going to be this big group scene um, and no no nope. not, a, not a wedding <laughs> no his funeral so <laughs> That was yep. that was a very uh, very you know sad but beautiful scene as well because everyone's yes. there standing on everyone's that, that dock at uh, that beautiful cottage that they they had in the movie. I yeah, was like, Tony wanted to get away from it all, right? I was like, that's <laughs> so, a nice cottage. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then in this scene, this is where Thor asks Valkyrie to become the ruler of New Asgard, which I thought was a great. Great moment, which uh, I I kind of felt like that was coming. Mm-hmm. Um, not just because his like contracts are up, <laughs> but you know, she's she's the the you know next candidate exactly. Uh, and I, I you know, and I thought it was good to show that you know, okay, yeah, Thor was thought to be the worthy ruler because he came from that family, but no. It goes just goes to show you that you don't have to be from this like legacy that someone like Valkyrie, who's just such a strong character and such yeah. a fighter, can also yeah. be the be the ruler. 
Yeah, and and it's and it's interesting how how um, how like when he meets her in in Ragnarok, mm-hmm. and you know she's you know she doesn't dealing, want anything to do with Asgard. No, and she's dealing with a huge loss. Mm-hmm. And then after everything that happened in Infinity Wars and whatnot um, over those five years, it's the opposite. He's the one who is dealing poorly with his big loss and mm-hmm. he's the one who's you know keeping everything running and yeah, taking care of everybody exactly um so so yeah so yeah so he's says you know you're basically gonna be the the king yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she says we need a king he says yeah you've got one you're yeah you're doing great yeah um so that was a nice way to to wrap that up mm. um, and then and then he goes off with with the guardians off, with the guardians they're the as guardians of the galaxy so I guess I loved it when he said that. <laughs> that was that was great. Great, and Peter's just like great. Yeah. This guy again. Um, and so this goes and opens up a lot of possibilities as well with the future of Thor's character because now he's kind of yeah. teamed up with the Guardians. So who knows yeah. if he's going to be in Guardians Three, especially yeah, considering all the drama that's gone on with Guardians Three with uh-huh. uh, with James Gunn, and now he's back on the movies. So now maybe this gives them a chance to add Thor. Now I don't know if they've been thinking about adding Thor to it as well because I know this movie was filmed um, a while ago, but. Now we'll see if Thor's going to appear in Guardians Guardians 3. We'll see what happens. Um, Yeah, because I think he does enjoy playing the character. Yeah. And I think he would like to continue on. Because the thing is, I I got a feeling that... Because Thor The Dark World didn't do that well. Like, people don't really like that, that movie when it comes to the MCU like it was kind of like a meh one and it's so I, you can cut you had a I had a feeling after that movie that like he was maybe like oh maybe I'm not meant to like you know play this character for like too much longer maybe people aren't happy with how my character's been been portrayed but then I think after Ragnarok was such a success I have a feeling yeah. Hemsworth kind of got a new outlook on playing this character because now yeah. it seems like he's really down with wanting to continue on because I had a feeling yeah. before that he was like oh you know what like after Endgame maybe it'll be time for me to wrap things up but I feel like since that Ragnarok was such a success and people were like uh-huh. oh we love this funny Thor that maybe he's like, okay, you know what? I can still do more movies. Yeah, and and because he's he's and he's carrying that that aspect of the you know personality through, like he's carrying the humor of Ragnarok Thor through to Infinity Wars, through to Endgame. So mm. you know maybe he will want to tease it out a bit more. But it'll be interesting to see what Guardians Three is like. Mm-hmm. Uh, picking up where we are um, without Gamora now because. Uh, because they're looking for her, yeah. Or at least, at least, uh, Quill is looking for her in that little bit because she wasn't with them after the big battle, mm-hmm. and I don't think she would have gotten dusted with the rest of the, um, Thanos's army. No, because I guess she, she'd already she kind of she had turned during that battle, yeah. But or like, or like maybe she's like started turning years before. It's unclear, but. <laughs> Uh, but she, she's not around, so it's like, okay, where is she? And and she does see Quill on the battlefield, and goes, "Wait, this is the guy I end up with." Ooh, and then this guy, like, it was it was it was him or a tree. Like, yeah. <laughs> sorry, girl. <laughs> so like, so like, so like, she, he he knows that 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 she's 
he's she's out there and, mm-hmm. and she knows about him but she took off mm-hmm. and so maybe we'll resolve that in Guardians 3 yeah um, it was interesting at the funeral to see uh, everyone everyone's back everyone's together we've got like Maria Hill is back and um, did you notice Harley from Iron Man 3 the little guy okay so I will be completely honest, Iron Man 3 is one of the only MCU movies that I still have not seen. Oh. And so, when that scene happened, oh God, I was I like, <laughs> I know, and I feel so bad. I And it's like one of those things where I always like forget. I'm like, oh right, I haven't seen Iron Man 3. How is it out of, I've seen all the MCU, MCU movies, but for some reason have not seen Iron Man 3. Because like, Iron Man 3 picks up after the first Avengers movie. Yeah. And, and just, that's when we, and that's when we really get insight into his po- his PTSD mm. and all that stuff. Um, so yeah, I saw this kid and I was like, who's this kid <laughs> at this funeral? And I actually came across an article right after being like, for anyone who's wondering who that kid was in that end scene. That was so. Harley! He's this little kid that he meets uh, in Iron Man 3 and uh, yeah, so, so he's grown up, obviously. Um, and he that is really nice that they yeah. they included him. <laughs> yeah, and then, of course, you've got uh, Fury is back, and I will say this, the one thing I really wanted that I did not get was a Fury um, Carol reunion because they're both at the funeral, so clearly they've, you know, oh, hey, you're back, oh, hey, okay, good, yeah. but I really wish they could have shown us that reunion just because I, I loved the two of them so much in in Captain Marvel. I really wanted to see their reunion. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess... We we only have three hours. Exactly. (laughs) And I guess, you know, we still have Captain Marvel 2 to look forward to as as well. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what goes next. But, um, like, probably, like, the best, um, the best, like, little concluding scene uh, for us um, was with Cap. I was, was like, I was like, oh my god. Losing it at this Oh my god. I, at this point. Love, they, they did a really good job at following up with everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, like you see Hawkeye seeing his family again and mm-hmm. you know so so that was really nice. We showed a, a lot of people getting like their, their closure in that but mm-hmm. uh, Cap has to take the Infinity Stones back still. Mm-hmm. And and he does. I wonder how that re, re uh, I wonder how that uh, meeting with uh, Red Skull went when he oh. took it back. He was like, "Oh, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. Well, what's up? I'm just bringing this back. All right, uh, bye, bye. Um, <laughs> oh my god, that would have been funny. Yeah. Um. So um, Cap yeah, he's goes back to put all the infinity stones back um because we were warned against not doing that and you know cataclysmic mm-hmm. events so okay we'll do it it's fine time it's fine <laughs> time travel don't think about it just <laughs> <laughs> so he puts them back and they're like okay put them back we'll see you in five seconds mm-hmm. and then and then he doesn't come back and they're like where'd he go <laughs> And then the camera pans, and you just see this man sitting on a log or a bench. 
hand. And it's interesting how, like, Bucky knew. He knew, yeah. And and, and, and another reunion I wish we had gotten more out of was Cat Bucky, because Mm. um, that deserved more of a reunion. (laughs) Um, Please. But, uh, okay, fine. We only have three hours. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so Bucky says the same, you know, why don't you go over and see what that's about? Because I, like, like, Bucky, like, I mean, he knew. Yeah. Um, so Sam goes over to sit next to this old man on the bench. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, okay, I'm I'm, I'm not gonna lie. When the camera first showed this guy, I was like, oh shit, Clint Eastwood made a cameo in this this movie? Oh my god, they got everyone. And then I was like, oh wait, no, it's Evans with a bunch of like CGI and makeup. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He kind of looked like Clint Eastwood. I'm like, i not gonna lie. Um, aged Evans. Uh, (laughs) oh man um but yeah so then we now see i guess a 100 year old cap i guess just uh he he looks pretty good he does look pretty good for like 100 years old i was like wow he he was a super soldier so you know that is true so maybe Uh, 100 year olds for super soldier is different than not super soldier not bad not bad and, uh, and, and, and again, another thing that like we knew was going to happen from the comic books is mm-hmm. that he does pass the mantle of Captain America. Mm-hmm. Now in the comic books, um, it was Bucky, I, right? It was Bucky. Yeah. Apparently. So it was interesting that in this, he passes it to Sam. Mm-hmm. So no Falcon. It's just, he's going to be the new cap. But which... I really thought that that was such a good decision that he would pass yes. the mantle on to, to Sam. And then this all opens it then to, like, Sam and Bucky going on their own quest together, which I think will well, be appara- really interesting as well. Well, apparently, isn't, like, Bucky supposed to have... They're like, doing, like, own... a Bucky and Falcon TV show, which yeah. opens up a lot of questions as well, because, like, okay, how's he? How's Sam going to appear in this TV show? Is he going to be Falcon yeah. or is he going to be Cap? If- no, don't ask questions, right? So many questions. <laughs> don't think so about it. So many questions. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, it'll, be, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, so I don't know, like, the reasons why they they, they made that decision. Um, but I, it's, like, going to be, it's going to be good, I think. Yeah. Um, and uh, so then once Sam gets the shields... Mm-hmm. He notices when pa- Cap is passing the shield that Cap's got a wedding ring on. He's and got a ring on it. He goes, "All right, so uh, you're gonna tell tell me about her?" And then he just is like, "Nope." nope. Classic Cap, <laughs> like, "No, nah, I'm not gonna talk about my uh, my personal life." Nope. And, and then we and then thankfully they give us the flashback though. Yeah. Um, to sometime in the '50s, it seems. Mm-hmm. Um, he's slow dancing to a song that we've heard mm-hmm. before in previous Captain America mm-hmm. uh, movies. Um, and then we get to see Peggy. I know, it was such a beautiful scene. But also uh, opened up a lot of questions as well about because, how this can be. How did this happen? Because, again, um, one, messing with some timelines here. Yeah. But... <laughs> But like I, for those of us who've watched the the Agent Carter TV show, mm-hmm. um, like they are like severely hinting that she was going to get together with Sousa, uh from the show. Mm-hmm. 
and and in and in Winter Soldier, you get that video of her talking about how you know her her husband was in the war, yeah, um, and they have kids and whatnot, and and. To be fair, Sousa was in the war too. So yeah. like, there's like a headcanon that, yeah, they get together. But then mm-hmm. we we don't know because the show's over. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm, so I'm going, okay, so did Cap just, you know, come up and steal his girl? <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> Explain. Yeah, and this, yeah, it opens up a lot of questions too because I... Because when you see Cap in that scene at the very end, he's, you know, his super soldier self. And so I'm like, okay, so he went back and obviously still went through with the procedure. But, like, he, I he, guess, he, didn't... He must... Didn't he must end have, up... Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so I, I, he must have come back, like, after the war, right? Because mm. it's, like, the 50s. And from, like... I don't know, like, from the, from the scene that we get, it, it looks like he's, like, just surprised her. Yeah. And she's, like, kind of crying. And so I feel like, okay, it's got to be after. It's got to be in the 50s. So she's thought he, she, he, she thinks he's dead. Yeah. And now he's here, and they get to finally have that dance. So, so how did he get there? Because I'm like, does that mean he still crashed the plane and somehow got out? So I think or... he just jumped into the, that timeline after this all happened, right? Yeah. Because that happened at the end of the war in, like, 45. Oh, and then, okay. And then if, if, if from the scene it looks like it's the 50s, yeah. so we've let some time elapse, we've let her have the Agent Carter TV show. And so he um, went back... Later. Okay. That makes sense, so she, then. Yeah, so I'm, I'm thinking, like, that that may have happened. But uh, um, it does kind of mess with our assumptions about her and Sousa <laughs> from the TV show uh, getting together. Or maybe they got together and maybe they had a mission and... Because he's never around in any of the other mm-hmm. later Shield stuff, mm-hmm. so maybe something happened to him. And but also, then, and, then, and then she's free, and then they can get married. And yeah, it's all good. <laughs> everybody's uh, happy. <laughs> but speaking of Agent Carter, uh, there was another cameo as well, where the actor who played Jarvis appeared Jarvis. as Jarvis for um, Howard Stark. Yes. So oh uh, that was cool to see. I love I love Jarvis so much. <laughs> oh my god, I. I like seriously if you haven't seen Agent Carter just watch it for Jarvis um, <laughs> but also watch it for for Peggy Carter being a badass but, yeah. but also Jarvis um, <laughs> amazing character um, I, I like that he was included in that I was so excited um, yeah that was a nice moment but um, yeah look at that Cap got what he wanted he got to live his life with Peggy mm-hmm. And uh, finally grow old together, which I like that's the only kind of closure that I think he could have accepted. Yeah. Um, but now I'll go back to how I was talking about earlier, how this movie's plot lines went a bit different than I thought going into it. So yes. my theory going into it was I thought Cap would be the one to sacrifice himself and Same. and Tony would live and get married to Pepper or like, you know, live on and have a family with her and then retire and be like, hey, right. I'll, I'll be around, but like not. And uh, uh, yeah, so that's what I thought was going to happen because I was like, and oh, you Tony know. Can, and then Tony can 
And then Tony can just pop up in everyone else's movie and make a Exactly. And so I was like, yeah, I thought that was going to happen. I was like, okay, you know, Cap's always played with this idea of him being the man out of time and that he feels Uh like he doesn't fit in with this current uh, time period. So, you know, maybe he'll sacrifice himself so then he is able to, um, you know, have a conclusion for his character and then also, you know, I just, that's what I thought was going to happen. I thought that Cap would be the one. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of questions um, and like a lot of theories going in. Mm-hmm. But I'm also uh, okay with the way things played out as well. Yeah, uh, I mean, going in, I was convinced that the original six were gonna get it. <laughs> I was convinced. I thought, okay, yeah. the, the and and that is kind of how they set me up. So yeah. <laughs> I went in thinking. I've never been more stressed going into a movie. Yeah. <laughs> I went in thinking, okay, the original six Avengers are going to sacrifice themselves mm-hmm. yeah. to bring everyone back, and then their contracts are up, and the new wave can carry on, but no, that didn't happen. So mm. I was very surprised when, really, the only character deaths we had were Black Widow and Iron Man. Mm-hmm. As very shocked because I thought for sure oh Cap is going to do something heroic Mm -hmm. you know like you know Hawkeye like I'm just thinking Mm -hmm. like how can they not Yeah. but the fact that most of them made it out of this movie alive was Mm. very surprising but you know in a good way yeah no it was it was a perfect conclusion to this 22 movie <laughs> oh. arc that has that has happened and so where does the MCU go from here? Oh man, we're looking at what phase 4? <laughs> I've lost track. Yeah, I guess this would be like, would be phase 4. And so um, we have Spider-Man Far From Home coming out this summer, yes, which I do. guess is going to pick up right after Endgame, I'm guessing plot-wise. Yep. Yep, which and if you, I know other people. Made, someone else made a note of this. Um, how in the trailer, Peter gets like this big check from like the the Stark Industries or something, mm, and okay. it's Pep, it's Pepper's signature. Okay. On the check. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 remember, I remember seeing that float around a lot online, mm-hmm. and uh, so so yeah so that shows that okay the far from home takes place afterwards and yeah. everything um so yeah we've got that to look forward to we're getting black widow movie eventually mm-hmm. um more sequels <laughs> uh yeah and they're doing this um eternals movie oh which i i don't know too much about um the these characters of of the Eternals, but I guess they're um, they're like a, an alien species almost. Um, but all I know is I heard a rumor that apparently Angelina Jolie wants to be in the movie. I'm like pretty sure I I read an article. Uh, yeah, apparently she she wants to be in this in this movie, or she she is going to be in it. I'm not sure if it's been confirmed yet. Um, but cool. Okay, everyone wants to join this. <laughs> Everyone so. wants in the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, and then we have all the like Disney Plus shows as well. So there's still lots yeah. of 
lots of movies to to come and I guess there'll be like a new Avengers team as as well maybe we're gonna have like Spider-Man Black Panther Captain Marvel um Scarlet Witch Scarlet Witch um, maybe Valkyrie will join yeah uh, yeah, I mean, they can keep this going for a long time. Yeah. They've got a lot of a lot of new people in it to keep on carrying it. So, <laughs> I mean, really, it can just keep going. Exactly. Marvel Marvel knows what they're doing. And, and then in another <laughs> in another 22 movies <laughs> across another 10 years or so, um We'll, we'll have another big showdown. <laughs> exactly, and we'll have another big villain. Oh god, that, that they're they're going to uh, oh, have to face off against. <laughs> That'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. That'll be interesting. But I guess now we'll have to just you know come to terms with with what happened in Endgame. Yeah, and uh, try not to get too emotional about. <laughs> Try not to cry when you go back and watch Iron Man 1 and 2 yeah. and everything. <laughs> yep. Oh, I know, it's just so sad. But... <laughs> but this also just goes to show you as well that, like, even though it's a movie, it's fictional, when you've been with these characters for this 10-year span, you build attachments to, Absolutely. to them. We're, we are invested. <laughs> We are invested. You know, uh, we are invested like so much that we are trained to sit through credits mm-hmm. for the promise of a, a post-credit scene. Like mm-hmm. Marvel's got us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there wasn't a post-credit scene. No, no post-credit scene for for Endgame because I guess this was the end yeah. of this arc, so they're not going to tease anything. Yeah, I think yeah that makes sense. They're just like no, no. Put put like a, a full stop on that. Yeah. This is this is it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna, you know, build you up for anything else. Mm-hmm. So you can finally have some closure. <laughs> um, Which is a, a thing we don't really get a lot in this in this series. No, no, not a lot of closure. But I, I guess yeah. I guess this time we can have some. Yeah, they'll give us a little. Yeah. Until the next time. <laughs> But I guess now we'll take some time for ourselves to, you know, uh, you know, comprehend what we saw in yeah in Endgame. De- decom- decompress a little bit. Um, yeah. I'm excited to rejoin the internet and look at all the memes that have popped up in the past week. Yeah. I have not seen any of these amazing memes that I keep well, hearing about. Get, get, so, uh, get ready for the rat who saves Scott <laughs> memes. There's going to be a lot of them. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, watching the movie, I'm like, oh, there's going to be a lot of memes about these things. Like, <laughs> I mean, Thor's Big Lebowski thing alone is going to be a huge <laughs> meme series, I bet yeah. you. It's out there. I just have to find it. <laughs> I know. That's the great thing about these movies, though. Like, once you see it, then you can look up all the memes and, all the memes. and think pieces from, oh, oh, from yeah. them. Oh, <laughs> Oh yeah. Um, but Heather, thank you so much for joining me for this Endgame uh, episode. I'm so happy that I had you back on on the show to to talk about this this film because I know we were both so excited about it. We uh, so we are dedicated <laughs> to these. Thank you for having me back. Um, it's it's nice to to talk with 
people about it and not have to worry about spoilers. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then hopefully we'll we'll have you back on another episode for hopefully another Marvel movie, but uh, it can be about any movie as well that you're, you're also interested in. Uh, we will not <laughs> limit ourselves to, <laughs> to just the Marvel movies. There's a lot coming out this year. So. Yeah, there there is. So the, the opportunities are still available for future future episodes. So uh, again, thank you so much for, for joining me for this episode. Thank you.